Hello. Hi out there. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome to the Garden of Eden and to another wonderful teaching about me and how I had to learn how to help you the Lord's way. Remember, I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor, nationally certified in America. I was a professional with an identity, my own private practice. I was making money. I had made it, so to speak. But that was not the way I was to help you. Oh, there was so much I had to learn, tests I had to take, training I had to go through. And I went through it for years by myself. But my background came into play. I grew up in a military family, a daughter of an officer who served in World War II under General Patton. I knew about dedication, sacrifice, laying your life down for others, moving around, living on military bases, never ever being a part of the community, just keeping distance from what the rest of the world thought was important. No, I had to say sacri- I had to stay focused on sacrifice, honor, dignity. I had to know how to deal with people of all levels and yet stay apart. And even to this day, I do not get involved in most of activities in the world. But I'm ready at a moment's notice to help people. I just got a call last night at 1130 from a young, precious lady living in the projects in Albany, Georgia. She was looking for finances to help with her children for lunch, but I'm not anointed to give finances. I sell nothing. I have no ties, no church members. I don't uh, monetize anything that I do. But I knew what was going on. Some people in the realm of the spirit wanted to become my spiritual daughter. I could tell she was high on drugs. And I ministered to her in prayer and talking. And when people call me, they don't have to tell me much. I already know about the childhood traumas, the abuses, the sexual abuse, the children, the drugs, the crime, all the humiliation that's happened. That's just in the flesh. And I know about the spirit because I've been taught and trained. And I know what to do when people call. So I took care of business. 11.30 at night. I adopted many spiritual children out of drugs and gangs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Deep level stuff that most people will never touch. You'll never see them in a church building. Never see them on a church membership. But they're out there. And they're looking for something. What did they find with Pastor Deborah? A spiritual mama. A shepherd, a pastor. Someone who loved on them with their words. That knew all about them and they didn't have to say one word. I talked to multitudes of people through one lady. That's how it works. In helping people the Lord's way. But before I could get there today. Last night rather. I had to be tested. And this story that you're fixing to hear me tell you in the School of Light from the Agape Love Love is Here Volume 1 from the website of agapeloveishere.org is a personal story I went through, testing me, trying me, 
It's like when you're, when you're in school, your teacher will present a topic. They'll teach on it. You'll practice it. Have homework. Then you take a test. And what happens when you take a test? The teacher is quiet. They say nothing. And that's what always happens with me. And in this story, number 23, I believe, called The Garden Hose. This was fairly uh, early in my training, but it may be a couple years into it. Because I had to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. And I had to learn that there were other voices talking to me. Now, if I told that in the mental health world that I was hearing voices, they would classify me, diagnose me as a schizophrenic, and I needed to be on heavy medication. But I wasn't. The spirit realm is a real place with real beings and things and creatures. They all have a voice and they all talk. When I move in the gift of discerning of spirits, which is a gift from the Holy Spirit inside of me, I can hear, see, perceive, and be in with knowledge. My soul knows it. Now, my physical body could be sitting right now like I am. But I'm in the realm of the spirit right now. We're in the Garden of Eden where I'm teaching. And you are with me, no matter where your physical body is. So this story called the Garden Hose, I went through it at my house. Not in church, not at work, but at my house. I had to learn a valuable lesson. Not only for myself and my own protection, but to help you the Lord's way. And it's called the garden hose. I'm going to give you some scriptures and some background to it before I get into it. And we want to thank Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through, and Pixabay for this wonderful motion video that's going to help us to see and understand this story, the garden hose. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of those who are watching right now in the realm of the Spirit that are here with me in the garden, learning and growing, the billions and billions of people that their spirit will come and taste and see what the truth is and their captivity will be ending soon. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit who's with us Who's in us and helping us to know all truth. Thank you for your lamb that went to the cross. Sacrificed himself for all humanity. To pay the penalty that we owed. Long ago by our ancient ancestors. Thank you father for accepting us. Through the cross. Through the blood. As your own children. And now teach us through your Holy Spirit. Teach us. And give us some fruit, some living water from your tree of life that we may know more about ourselves, our spiritual enemy, and about you. And how we can grow and develop into a spiritual king, a mighty warrior, right here on planet Earth. And that we can be servants for you. As we rule and reign from the kingdom of heaven, from our spirit, and out through our soul, and out through our physical body. In righteousness and truth, full of love, peace and joy from you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'm going to give you some background information. God always taught me through scriptures. You read the Bible and a lot of people, it made no sense. I did that for years. 
You have to have an awakening. You have to be cleansed. The Holy Spirit must be arising in you if you believe. Sometimes people will have visions. They'll have dreams. They'll see a movie and they go, ah, that's their spirit. Relaying information to their soul. See, I believe we are three parts. We have a spirit that lives on after death. We have a soul. That's all our memories, our thoughts, our biochemistry of our biological brain. And we have a biological body made of dirt. We're three parts, but we're all one. It's kind of three in one. That's right. Kind of interesting if you think about it. But yet we can also be many who are one. We can disassociate and create many different personalities and people, children, teens, and animals inside our soul. We will... As we think, so we become. Out of terror and fear and abuse, we can create different people inside of us. Our soul is so powerful. Our biological brain is a wonderful, wonderful tool. It helps us to survive the fear and the terror so we can live on. That's right. So in this story, the garden hose, let's start with scripture. It's always out of the authorized King James Bible. John 10, 2 through 5. John was an early disciple of this Christ Jesus, who was the Lamb. He spent three years with him. Christ Jesus was his master teacher. John was his disciple. He sat under him, followed him, left his family and home for him to learn. He had already been looking for this Messiah this Christ to come. And he had been sitting under John the Baptist out in the wilderness. He was probably the youngest of the 12 disciples. And he wrote this, these stories, these scriptures, probably about 40 years after the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus to help us. So let's listen to John. John 2 from verse 10. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. This was a story that Christ Jesus was talking one day to people as he was walking through. And he had come across some sheep and a little gate and a house. Verse 3. To him, the shepherd, the porter opens the door and the sheep hear his voice. Now, I could just preach and teach on that right there about hearing the voice of the shepherd, about a door being opened, and that the shepherd has sheep. But we're learning you must hear the voice of this shepherd. And he, the shepherd, calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Of this fenced in area. Come on. You might make a sound. Sheep follow by noise. And they learn the master's sound. Maybe it's a clicking sound. Come on. Come on. Come on. Most animals. They are. Ears are very good. And they relate not only sound. But smells. And sheep as they walk. They have their head a lot of times down. They just kind of follow the leader. Verse 4, and when he, the shepherd, puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. 
for they know his voice. You can hear his voice, the shepherd, but not know it's your shepherd. You can hear a sound, but not know it. Some people can hear a sound of a person and think it's somebody else. But what you're learning is you must know the sound of the shepherd. Verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow. Now this is all the background and the foundation scripturally to this story called the garden hose that I went through. But will flee from him. The stranger's voice won't listen. Turn around. No, I ain't following you. No, I'm not going to do that. Nope. That's not the voice that I follow. For they know the voice. Not of this stranger. I don't know who he is. This is the foundation. That those that follow Christ Jesus, the Lord. Their shepherd. They know his voice. Okay, off to John 12, 28 through 30. 28. Father, this is Christ Jesus talking. Glorify your name. Jesus was always about his father's mission, his ministry. It was don't glorify my name, Jesus. I'm not the one. I'm the sacrifice. This is about you getting what you want. So you glorify your name. Then came a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, my name, and will glorify it, my name again. A lot of people think it's to lift up Jesus, but it's not. It's to lift up the Father. Jesus was always pointing. It's the Father's business. You're the Father's children. It's about the Father. Glorify your name, Father. This is your work, doing your work. I had to learn to be about the Lord's work, the Father's work. Jesus was a part of it. The Christ was a part of it. He was sort of, he had to come. But Jesus was always pointing to his Father. To have his Father's name, his Father's nature, his character, his essence, his heart, his mind, his will, his purposes glorified. So, The father answered Jesus and said, I've glorified it, and I'll glorify it again. Verse 29. The people at this feast thereof, they stood by and heard this voice. Mm -hmm. And it thundered. Sometimes when thunder comes, it could be the voice of God or the other guy. Don't ever discount anything in nature, because it can be out of the spirit realm, talking to you. I had to learn this. Others said at this feast, an angel spoke to him. Well, could have been. I've had angels speak to me. Verse 30. Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Jesus knew the voice of his father. He didn't need to hear it. But we as humanity who have not heard his voice, which most of you have not, you must hear his voice. First, it comes through words. It might come in dreams. You don't hear it in nature. You don't hear it anywhere. 
And if you do, you don't recognize it. And Christ Jesus was saying, this voice comes, not from me, I already know him, but for you and your sakes. These scriptures that I just read to you are the reason for this story, my teaching and training. First, the last few years, oh, I don't know, maybe from 1995 to 2000. This was during the Brownsville Revival in Pensacola, Florida, under the evangelist Steve Hill. I was in church six nights a week, prayer meeting one night a week, studying, reading six to eight books. God was growing me up fast. I didn't talk to people. I didn't learn this in church from a pastor. Learned it from many books and scriptures and personal experience. I wrote them down. That's why I have these stories. And here in this story, the garden house, These scriptures about knowing the voice of the shepherd or what it's about. So every Sunday during those years, wherever I am or was, I watched and still do sometimes a DVD movie called The Gospel of John. For five years, every Sunday, I would watch it, exercise, even if I went on a trip, I watched the movie, five years, three-hour movie, Gospel of John, word for word. Sometimes that's your training, over and over and over and over, movies that are word for word, right out of the scriptures. If you haven't seen it, go to the YouTube. It's on there, the Gospel of John. It's a visual Bible. It's excellent to watch. There's many other great movies that you can really watch and should over and over. I have a lot of them saved on my website and on my YouTube channel. Then I don't have to buy, buy the DVD anymore, save money. And you can watch all types, history of Christianity. I watched a lot about how Christianity came into China. Mm-hmm. How it spread throughout all the world. You can get the history of the King James Bible and the true story of how we got it. There's many other things about the early days of the Christianity and how it spread from the Roman Empire through Persia, through Turkey, and even into China. A lot about the missionaries and evangelists going into India, Southeast Asia. Yeah, and about Cromwell and how he didn't like the rulership of kings. And they overthrew them, and they became the early pilgrims to America. So America was really founded by Cromwells, who didn't like royalty. That's why they wore just black and white. They didn't like kings and monarchs. But that is the pattern of the Bible. So America, in its constitution and all of its stuff, it's not even based on biblical scriptures. Its government is not formed on biblical scriptures. Kingdom. Majesties. They threw that off early. Got to study. Especially about how the Bible was translated from Hebrew, Greek, and Latin into English and other languages. Go and check them out for yourself on YouTube. Also, there's many other movies about Genesis and Abraham and Jacob. 
and David, Joshua at Jericho, the Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, the robe, Ruth, Esther, Jeremiah, Joseph, Solomon, Molokai, China Cry, Samson, Peter and Paul, Book of Acts, God's Outlaw, excellent about translation of the Bible, Luther, John Wycliffe, John Huss, Beowulf, that's an excellent one, Beckett, Decline of an Empire, how Christianity came and destroyed the Roman Empire through a lady who moved in the gifts. The Book of Eli with Denzel Washington. Excellent, excellent. Jesus of Nazareth. That's a six-hour movie. The Passion of Christ by Mel Gibson. Excellent. Watch and enjoy them and learn. Watch them over and over and over. God used to have me watch like The Matrix from 1999, the trilogy. I had to write down every word. God was opening up, showing me his truth in videos and movies. I would watch them over and over. I was a good disciple, a good student. I'd look up words in the dictionary. I'd stop and say, what are you trying to teach me? Uh, This wonderful lady I was trying to help, her name was Sally, years and years ago. She had seen The Matrix, but didn't. it was just entertainment for her. So I took her over the movie, and we went slowly through the movie. And she was shocked at the biblical references and scriptures and things that were hidden there, like Neil taking the red pill. Neil wanted truth, but he had to go through the blood. He had to take on the blood, the red pill. So Morpheus, the god of dreams, could show him the truth. Are you like Neil, seeking truth, willing to go through anything with not knowing about it? There are people there that will help you. I'm just one. But you have to be willing to take the red pill. And not be satisfied with your thoughts and your ideas and unanswered questions. Watch, learn, grow. Don't watch all the other stuff. on. Learn about history. Learn about ancient cultures. Learn. Study. Watch science. I get answers by watching science shows. God will show, If you're asking a question, he will show you in movies, in books, in life circumstances, at Walmart, even in your own backyard. That's where the garden hose story comes in. Now, let's get back to the garden hose story. Because I had faithfully watched the Gospel of John for five years, every week, three hours, Satan was going to be allowed to sift and try me and test me on what I had learned. Now, Satan is a spiritual being who used to be called Lucifer, son of the first age, son of the morning. He had gotten lifted up in pride because of all of his glory that was in him. There was a gift from the creator. And this lifting up in pride, he wanted to become the creator, the king of heaven. And he became jealous and envious, full of lust and hate. And he tried to have a coup and he got thrown down. But he's down here with us on planet earth. 
His kingdom is in the second kingdom. It is second heaven, excuse me. And he is in people. He's in nature. He's here trying to subvert and stop and trick and deceive all of us. He's also the father of those, everyone who's born. Because we're born into his kingdom. Our spiritual DNA was changed. Our biological DNA was changed. When our ancient ancestor disobeyed. So we're born as children of Satan. Into darkness, which means ignorance. Into captivity as slaves. This test was going to deal with my spiritual understanding. And obedience to the scriptures and the gospel of John. Of being Jesus' sheep by hearing his voice and fleeing from a stranger's voice and not following him. So the story begins on a Sunday afternoon after I had watched again the Gospel of John three hours. I was outside watering and dark clouds were gathering to rain. So I said quietly, prayed, Father, it would be great if you would rain and water the yard as a blessing to me. You would have not heard that come out of my mouth. Remember, I very rarely pray out loud. And I do not journal what I ask the Lord for. I do not want Satan to know what God says to me spiritually or what I've asked for in prayers. Satan will never know if I am fearful, upset, worried. He won't know my heart's desire unless I speak it out loud. Now, in the realm of the spirit, he can hear me. So I have to watch my words. When I am praying to God, I am silent. No, I keep my prayers, my petition, my tears, my fears and joy, my frustration, anything I'm talking to God about between him and I. You won't hear me. My face might be in a pillow. I'm quiet. Now, when other people need to hear words of hope, I speak out loud like I did to the lady last night. But I wasn't just talking to her. I was talking to many, many other people listening through her in the realm of the spirit. Drug dealers, pimps, drug cartels, people in heavy metal music, rap music, prostitutes, children, teenagers. They they were listening. I don't even talk about going through something, a test, a battle with other believers. I don't ask them to pray for me because it's rough and I'm going through. I'm silent. I'm a specially trained special ops, a Navy SEAL, Army Ranger. You can put me behind enemy lines. I'm well trained. And this was part of my early training to get there. No, no human ever knows even when I'm being tested or tried or sifted or attacked or in battle. Once it's over, then I can talk about it or speak about it to others. 
I decided years ago to never let Satan see me sweat or be in fear. I have taken machetes from people in church, taken their guns. I've been shot at. I've been poisoned, sent to the hospital. Nearly kidnapped, killed as a person runs a red light. I've had to back down wild dogs and animals. I've had to be tough. But you wouldn't know it if you looked at me normally. I'm only 5'2", and now I'm 71. But I had to develop the mind of a soldier. Special ops. Tough, tough. Because I was going to be fighting spiritual things. Both humans who were not saved yet. And evil, wicked creatures. That most of you have never seen and probably won't. I never ask anyone but God, my heavenly father, my shepherd, for strength to endure the test, the temptation, the attack. Most of the time, I don't even know I'm under attack until I get into it or I'm being tempted. Sometimes I do. Some of my stories is, I keep my head down when I walk. If I see a penny on the ground, I'll pick it up. But if if I'm inside Walmart and I see a penny on the floor, right then and there I hear, that's not yours. That belongs to Walmart. If I take it and put it to keep it for my money and my savings, I'm stealing from Walmart. I'm a robber. And I won't do that. So I'll take that one little penny, take it to customer service, say, here, I found this on the floor. If I'm in the parking lot, that's a different story. So I am tested for greed, stealing, being a robber, a thief. Many times, over one penny. Mm -hmm. Only God, the Most High, the Holy Spirit, and Christ Jesus know what I'm spiritually going through and what they're looking for. They're looking for me to be obedient, to follow the voice of the Lord, to obey the scriptures I've read and be an obedient servant. Even though I'm a Lord and I'm a king, I'm to serve my father, the great I am, the great Jehovah. God, the Most High. Since I and the Most High God talk a lot daily and every night, and sometimes the nights are long for me, therefore I do not need another human to spiritually encourage me, pray to God for me, or to hear from God for me. Never gone to prophets, never really gone for prayer, except to touch her I didn't seek out a word from the Lord because I heard God's voice now I'm so well trained I'm in tune to any time anywhere any place sometimes it's in my sleep sometimes it's sitting in my chair working sometimes it's outside it's in the car and I stop sort of and pay attention That just happened the other day. I was sleeping in my chair. And in my dream, I see a vision. I'm with some precious young man. 
named Gavin, who I'm his spiritual mama from years and years ago. You'll hear about him in a story called I'll Take Your Burdens as Christ Jesus Took Mine. Gavin was coming to me and rescuing me from something, and then God spoke to me, and he told me some things. Because Gavin needed some training. He needed something to be awakened in him, matured in him. So I'm going to participate and work with the Lord to help Gavin. Mm-hmm. Now I'm asleep. So this is all spirit work. He's talking to my spirit. It takes a long time for your spirit to get cleansed, become awake, a willing partner, hearing the Lord, working with him, being available for him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I don't seek a prophet to get words for the Lord. I hear him myself. I've even seen him, seen his hands, his face, his smiles. I've had dates with him. I've sat in the father's lap as a daughter, as a king, as a child. Him and I are very close. Years ago, when I'd get real angry at people, I couldn't go into his presence, so I had a tent. I called it Abraham's tent. It was a Indian teepee because I got part of my biological body. There's Cherokee, Iroquois, Apache, Indians, tough people, tough cookies. So I'd go into my teepee, and I would cry and get out my emotions. Then I'd go see the father. Because I didn't want to take that into his presence. Those are all powerful stories that I had to learn and go through. When you are not close with the Lord and you do not hear his voice as his sheep and follow him, then you will seek out other people, prophets, teachers, preachers, friends, evidence to find out what does God want? What is he saying? What am I supposed to do? Close spiritual intimate relationships with the Heavenly Father are not there with you yet. They are with me. And I could hear his voice clearly at any time. So I would seek his words from the Bible. I would read. Sometimes I go through the Bible and I would just read. And the Lord said. And God said. And God said to this prophet, and God said, I would just read that. Nothing else. I learned God talked. God was a talking God. God would speak. He wants to talk to everybody, but not everybody wants to talk to him. Not everybody's listening, and not everybody can hear him. But I learned he talks. He'll even write on walls with his own finger. He'll send angels, messengers to talk to you. He wants to interact with you and talk with you. I had to learn and I had to believe that all the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit are for me spiritually to help you and to do spiritual ministry the Lord's way. These were not taught in mental health counseling, not really taught in the church. Because some people just want you to listen to the preacher. Just read the word. Just come to church. But I had to believe that all these gifts were activated and would be used whenever necessary. All I had to do was have my spirit ready to accept them. I studied them. 
I know what they are. Some of them I move in all the time, some when it's needed. Doing spiritual ministry with the Lord his way requires these gifts of the Holy Spirit. I had to be able to see God's power of his agape love for you and that it was real. So the circumstances to this story, the garden house, was this. Number one, years of watching and hearing the three-hour movie, The Gospel of John. Two, a heart's desire for a blessing from the Heavenly Father. Three, a dark, cloudy day with rain coming soon. Four, Satan desiring to spiritually accuse me of something, of rebellion, being a traitor, disobedient to God the Most High, not being his sheep. Number five, God the Most High spiritually allowing the test of Satan, the sifting, the temptation, the trial. So after my silent prayer for rain to come as a blessing to me, a sound of thunder came. That's biblical. Sound of thunder comes, a voice comes. That's why I gave you that scripture. Then came the voice, just like in the Gospel of John. If you will put down the garden hose, I will water the garden. So desiring to be blessed, to have my prayer answered, to know that he can speak after it thunders, knowing he's a talking God, everything was coming into place. So I put down the garden hose and sat down on my screen porch to watch it rain and receive my blessing. And I waited one hour, no rain. Two hours, no rain. Two and a half hours, no rain. No blessing. I started thinking, there's something wrong. No rain. This was not like God the Most High. So after a while, I came to a spiritual revelation. The voice I heard Right after the sound of thunder, just like in the movie, the Gospel of John, which I had wanted and desired to be the Most High God, as it was in the movie, was not God. It was Satan. I was shocked. But Satan knew I watched the movie. He has demons assigned to me to watch everything I do, everything I eat, everything I buy, everywhere I go. I listened to and obeyed another voice than God's, the Most High, the voice right after the thunder. I immediately confessed my spiritual error, but desiring to hear his voice, knowing that it came in the movie after thunder. I assumed, I believed that was him. Now, did Satan hear my prayer? Maybe. 
I didn't say it out loud. Was he watching me? Yes. Did he know I watched the movie, The Gospel of John, for three hours, for five years? Yes. Satan asked God to test me to see if I was one of his sheep so he could take me into the courtroom of the universe and accuse me of not being one of Jesus Christ's sheep and that he was not my shepherd. Therefore, I was a traitor and I belonged with Satan. And I deserve not to be blessed, protected, used in any way for I had become rebellious, a traitor to God because I didn't hear his voice and I didn't obey him. I was another shepherd's sheep, not Christ Jesus's. Powerful test. But the revelation came. God was giving me time. My spirit was thinking. And I confessed my spiritual error. I spiritually took off to the throne room of God. I knelt down, hung my head and asked him for forgiveness of my sin of listening to and following another voice. What that looks like if you follow some ancient, maybe Chinese historical dramas or Britons, Persians. When people come before the king, they bow on their knees. When they're asking for forgiveness from the king, they bow and they seek forgiveness. Because I had watched a lot of those kind of movies, I knew how to act spiritually in the throne room of God. You have to understand this God that you are serving, the God of the Bible, is a king. He's a majesty. He's a throne room. His kingdom, his land, his territory is run as a kingdom. It's the king's domain, the king's land. He is a king who's a father, who's the God. Even though you're his child. If you believe in him, you're still but a child. He's your father. And when you make a mistake, it's to him you must bow and ask forgiveness. During this time, two and a half hours, God was holding off Satan so I could have time to spiritually recover myself. You see, Satan had a plan against me. God knew it. I didn't. Most of our tests, we have no idea their test or that we are being buffeted or stopped or hindered by Satan. Satan had his plan against me. I was powerful even at that time. Prayers worked, taking people to hell, getting them saved, working with a, a cult, multi-generational Satanists and witches all around the world and politicians, Supreme Court judges. Many important people in the kingdom of darkness were getting saved. Chosen children. That's right. Things were being turmoiled and turned over. The attack was on in the kingdom of darkness. Satan had been watching me for years. Faithfully watched the gospel of John every Sunday for three hours. He wanted to prove to God the Most High. I was not one of his sheep. That followed what he did with Job. He said, Job would only bless you because you got a hedge of protection around him and you give him blessings. So God said, go ahead, but you can't touch her, his body. 
The test came to Job. It got tough, but he didn't falter. Satan was trying to prove I was not one of Jesus Christ's sheep, not one of the fathers. Father was not my shepherd. I did not hear his voice. And if I did, I disobeyed it. That was the test. But I didn't know that at the time. Remember the scriptures of John 10, 2 through 5, verse 2. But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That means he who speaks to the door of the spirit. Verse 3. To him, the shepherd, the porter opens, and the sheep that went with me spiritually hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them, me, out, guides me. Verse 4. When he, the shepherd, puts forth his own sheep, me, Pastor Deborah, he goes before them, and I follow. For they will know his spiritual voice. Test time. Verse 5. And a spiritual stranger will they not follow, obey. But will flee, run, not obey, not listen to, not follow him. The spiritual stranger's voice. Why? For they, the sheep, know the voice of the spiritual stranger. You can see if you're following the God of life or not. If you vote for abortion, you've not heard his voice. You don't know his word or his heart. You're following another, the God of death. That little one inside had no say. Egg and a sperm came together either in a petri dish or in a womb. Mm -hmm. And who are you following when you vote for that? Not the God of life. Satan's plan included a clap of thunder. That's from the movie, the Gospel of John. Then a voice would speak, just like in the scriptures of John twelve twenty-eight through 30. Verse 28, Father, glorify your name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, my name, and will glorify it, my name again. Verse 29. The people at this feast thereof that stood by and heard it, this voice from heaven, after the clap of thunder. Remember, I told you, on my day, it thundered and said that an angel spoke to him. Verse 30, and Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. I had the pattern from the movie. Satan knew it and used it. Because Satan knew that if one of God's children, his sheep, his people, followed, listened to, obeyed another voice besides his, they would surely die, be spiritually separated from the Heavenly Father, and would be cut off from the spiritual intimacy of the spiritual relationship, the partnership, between the Heavenly Father and themselves. Satan was trying to separate us. I had become so close to God, we were as one. And Satan was trying to pry me away through disobedience. Now, I don't didn't recognize it, that I was in the test. 
Didn't understand it at the time. Didn't even know it was coming. But I'm in it. And spiritually no longer would I be the spiritual image and likeness of the Heavenly Father on earth, a righteous king and judge, and no longer a son of God. Satan was at work. God was allowing him. I didn't know it. Test time. I would lose the kingdom of heaven of love, joy, and peace. I would be a traitor, a sinner. Man would even cause the earth itself, both the planet and the dirt and the humans and the animals, to be cursed. Man did that long time ago when Cain killed his brother Abel and blood was spilt. Human blood was spilt on the earth. The earth cursed us. Would no longer be a blessing to us. A lot of people don't understand why there's floods and famines. All kinds of insects and things. The earth is against us. You mistreat us. You shed blood. It's fighting back. It's also under the subjection. Rulership of Satan. Until a righteous king steps up and frees it. And I... The spirit man would be filled with the sorrow of the cursed land, the dirt. My physical body is land, dirt. It would be cursed. It's the dust of the earth, both which covered me and the planet itself, which was to produce wonderful, nourishing food to physically eat. I didn't put all this together till afterwards, but Satan was after to curse my physical body, curse everything I did, separate me from God. Nothing would be heard. No prayers would be done. My relationship with Satan would be uh, one, and I would be separated from God, my Father. And I would not be doing the work of the Lord his way to help you. I'd be doing Satan's way. Satan would take me and use me, And I would be working against God. And I probably wouldn't have even known it. But thank God he gave me time on that screen porch. Two and a half hours to figure this out. Now the spirit man. thats I got one. You got one. Is covered by dirt of the earth. When you see a lot of physically sick people. The earth is cursed. The dirt. Now, we are all going to die spiritually, but I've told Satan, you can't take me out. You can try, but no sickness nor disease will take me out. When I've finished all the work and the ministry that God has called me to do in this life, I'll sit down, I'll go to the throne room, the Garden of Eden, and I just won't return. I'll come back in what you might call reincarnation with a new body and the ministry goes on in a new land, a new earth. That's right. So Satan was trying hard to stop me using a movie I had watched for five years. Thunder, rain, a voice, sheep, the shepherd, following, hearing. So Satan was hard at work. I had become a major adversary, a, a 
special military officer, a king, going into battle spiritually. I'd been to many satanic meetings spiritually. Gotten many people saved, rescued, stopped him. We were at war spiritually. We are told about our beginnings. I had to understand that also. Now, spirit man or the dirt covering could not be blessed by God if you disobeyed. What do you think I believe about most people who are sick? And he would have to work hard in the sweat of his own work and inventions. Now man, the spiritual creature inside the dirt covering, was no longer the spiritual creature, the being of the kingdom of heaven, when we initially fell. We only became living dust, ground and earth. And out of this earth, man was taken. Dust, he says you were, and unto dust your covering will return. The outward body was now only dust, mortal, dying daily, and the, to the dust it will return. That's Genesis two, seventeen, and Genesis three, ten through nineteen. I had that understanding. I knew if you failed your test, you're gonna. It's not going to be good. Man now would become afraid of the voice of the heavenly Father. God the Most High. So Satan's plans were working. He was trying to do that with me through the garden hose. Of course, I had no idea that by faithfully watching the Gospel of John for five years every Sunday could bring about such a test, a trial, a sifting against me. But it did. So be on guard, because any one of the Heavenly Father's children who believe in him can also be tested in such a manner with the Most High God's permission. When you are growing up and maturing in the Lord, you'll learn something and you're given a test. During the test, the Father's quiet. You're in school. You pass or fail. A lot of them I failed, and this one I failed and had to take again. Maybe your tests, your sifting, your trials, your temptations will come because of the songs you sing, the scriptures you memorize, the preaching you have heard, Bible teaching you have studied. Test will come. I hope you pass. This story of testing ended when Satan went to the courtroom of the judge of the universe, the Most High God, to bring his accusations against me, Pastor Deborah, for following and listening to another's voice besides the Good Shepherd. And boy, was he shocked. There was no evidence that existed of my disobedience, of following another's voice, of putting the garden hose down. For God the Most High had spiritually given me time to spiritually recover myself and come to the spiritual revelations of this test and to confess and to confess my spiritual error 
of listening to, following after, obeying another voice besides his, the Most High God, my shepherd. So under the blood of Jesus and into the sea of forgetfulness, the spiritual evidence went. But this story also includes another spiritual failure of mine. I didn't spiritually test the voice to see if it was of God. I didn't apply the spiritual test of 1 John 4, 1 through 3, which says, verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try, test, examine the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Verse 2. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of Antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now, already is in the world. That was the scripture references. I didn't follow them. I didn't test that voice after the thunder. Because I didn't try the spiritual voice that told me to put the garden hose down, and just believed Assume trusted the voice to be God himself because I wanted to hear the voice to be like the voice in the movie, the Gospel of John after the thunder. I wanted, I desired so much to hear God's voice in the thunder. So Satan used the example, the pattern from the movie to speak to me. And was hoping I would just not try the voice. According to 1 John 4, 1 through 3. And I didn't. So I failed this test. Two and one. Following the voice. Testing the voice. Failed them both. But in the heavenly father's agape love for me. And his spiritual knowledge of Satan's plan. God the Most High held Satan off from the courtroom until I could spiritually figure out what had happened and get to his throne room and humble myself and confess my error, my disobedience, by following another person's voice, obeying it, a stranger, their request and their words, and not trying the voice. So the next time, which was just a few days later, once again I was outside, watering, and a voice spoke to me. But this time I remembered to try the spirit according to the spiritual test I had failed to do before. The spirit passed it, for it was the Holy Spirit of God himself. I spiritually learned that none of God's angels or his Holy Spirit get offended or mad at me for requiring them to take this spiritual test of 1 John 
4, 1 through 3. In fact, they are happy to comply, for they are teaching me to spiritually carefully and be guarded about spiritual voices. I had done this test with another one early on who wanted to be one with me. I knew about the test. I had used it. And that time, it worked. Because I hear spiritually many spiritual voices, humans, demons, Satan, God, angels, my own. Through the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits, and I am very spiritually close and intimate and ministering in total spiritual oneness with God. I had to become like Christ Jesus was with him. Him in me and me in him. His voice in me coming through me. Close, close, close. In, in the spirit and in the spirit realm on earth. So we could go together as one in the, to the kingdom of darkness and attack Satan, rescue slaves, disrupt their purposes. To spiritually reach spiritual ones who are trapped in Satan's grip of fear, ignorance, and abuse. You will learn a lot about that in the stories to come. So stay tuned. I am spiritually tested and tried often and very powerfully to bring the dross, the impurities out of me. So only holy and pure motives and desires are in my spiritual heart and mind. And I have complete spiritual oneness, intimacy and unity with the Heavenly Father, the King, of the kingdom of heaven. And I can be with him. In him. His son. And as they are today. I am with them. I learned about. Having revelations early on. And confessing my error. I had prayed to be cleaned up. Cleansed. All impurities, all thoughts, beliefs, traditions, anything that was not of the kingdom of heaven. I didn't want it in me. I didn't want the image, the thought, the memory, the connection. I worked hard to get free. I wanted the intimacy that Jesus Christ had with the Father. I wanted that more than anything, and I went after it. Satan is allowed to test us, to test me, Pastor Deborah, to see if I can be spiritually separated out of the spiritual unity, the intimacy of the presence of the Most High God, out of his pleasure, out of his fellowship, and become a spiritual traitor like he is, a servant to sin, a slave instead of a king and a son of God an unauthorized king and child of God on earth, a spiritual captive instead of having spiritual dominion over sin, Satan, and death, and over all the works of God, a spiritual adulterer to God's holy voice, 
by listening to, following after another voice, obeying another voice, Satan's. I was in a test. Now, you don't know that when it's happening. You don't know the plans for yourself. But just take it into the school. When you are in school, the teachers are there to teach you. And you get a test. Your parents test you for your obedience. We're all given tests for many different reasons. Many different, even as an adult, the laws of man tell you don't drink and drive, don't speed. Test. You pass or fail. For me, the spiritual stakes were high. The goals were eternal and unchanging. Satan was always after anybody with a personal vengeance who was working closely with God against him. I was coming against the kingdom of darkness, against the high-ranking kings and queens of the kingdom of darkness. I was going into the international Brotherhood of the Illuminati. I was going after leaders and politics and business. I was going after chosen children. I was going after the people who would be house for the Antichrist, the false prophets. I was going after everybody in the kingdom of darkness with agape love, spiritually. I was powerful, still am. I moved in gifts I didn't even know about. And Satan was going to try to separate me from my relationship, my fellowship, my oneness, my closeness, my unity. The ministry I had in God, for God, and with God to reach you. Now, he doesn't tell you that that's coming when you choose to serve him. But Jesus Christ showed us how it works. Job showed us how it works. If you're looking and listening. The spiritual stakes are high. The goals are eternal. And unchanging. Yet. I had someone who was watching out for me. Helping me. Even though he was saying nothing. Yes. The Holy Spirit. My teacher. My connection. My father. The angels. Everybody was there. The test was taken and I failed it the first time I told you that but God gave me time to restudy and take it again and I passed and even held off my accuser till all the evidence was destroyed you can pray that the evidence be destroyed through forgiveness asking God to forgive you then I figured out that I was even being tested I was in a fiery trial, major test to be separated from my shepherd and not to be his sheep. Then I went to confess my spiritual failure and ask God's forgiveness. The evidence vanished under the blood. Accuser defeated. Hard lesson was learned by me. Test, try, the voice of the spirits. The victory was won. Lessons were learned by me. Spiritual growth advanced. And God had the victory. Well, some tests are not obvious. This one wasn't at first. 
And then God is quiet while you're being tested. He's watching who you vote for. He's watching what you say, what books you read, what marches you march in, who you support with your money. He's just watching. Satan's watching. Videotapes are recording. The angels are writing down your thoughts, your actions, your deeds, your beliefs, your ideas, your images in books. The evidence is there. He's waiting for you to hopefully figure this out. I was given time, two and a half hours, but it took me a while to get there. This was early on. Now, I'm much wiser. The tests still come. The trials still come. They come through husband, family, came through COVID time. No, I didn't get the vaccine. I went to God and said, who's behind us? You or Satan? And he said, I'll vaccinate you. And he got me the booster as well. Never gotten it. Never been around people with it. Had to endure the attacks of family. Because of my obedience to my Lord. I don't talk about it. COVID's over with. Things are returning to normal. But during those hard years, the pressure was on. I didn't bow. I didn't bend. Once I knew where it was from and who was behind it, I knew what to do. I tried to spiritual voices. I asked who was behind this thunder, this voice, requesting I put the garden hose down. And I learned it was Satan. COVID, I learned. I asked God. He told me. Now, I don't go out and too much. I endured a lot of attacks from family. I just sit quietly, say nothing. It's very hard, very difficult. Even in your own family. But I'm not here to accuse anybody or attack anybody. Or argue with anybody. I just me and God take care of business. So when you fail your test. The trials of your faith. The temptation comes. And you recognize I screwed up. I, I didn't obey. I didn't believe. Didn't have the faith. Listen to another voice. Go to the throne room. Get on your knees. Ask God to forgive you. And wipe the slate clean the sin will be thrown away into the sea of forgetfulness the evidence will be gone you will be restored to your father he will be happy with you but you'll get tested again might be a little while but the test will come again don't forget to use first john test and try the spirits To see if they are of God or not. The angels are happy. When the second test came to me. I asked the voice. Who are you? What God do you serve? They answered correctly. They smile at you while they say it. And they are happy. Because you are learning. You are maturing. You are growing. We humans are very ignorant. We do not know the voice of God. Like the angels do. Like the demons do. They're in that spirit realm all the time. They were born into it, created into it. They know 
We don't. We're covered with the flesh and body, darkness and ignorance. We have to learn. We have to learn. Our spirit is so sunk down into the flesh. It's hidden. It's asleep. It's drugged. It's hiding away. There's a wonderful movie. You can learn about this. I'm trying to think it's called Gabriel. Excellent. Excellent. I think that's it. Because you have to wake up. Your spirit must grow. It must be educated and take test. I failed it the first time, but passed it the second time. And I teach this to people. But I've never heard about this in the church. So this was the story of the garden hose. It's a powerful test where I failed and got to take it again. And I passed. I learned about how Satan watches us. If you become any kind of an adversary to him and are having victories for God and the kingdom of heaven, he's coming after you through your family, through life circumstances, from the world, all sorts of ways. Test time. While you're in it, God, your father, the Holy Spirit is quiet. Take it on your own. Job did it. Go study Job. It was hard. His friends, his wife, they were all pressing on him. But he held. Satan was given permission to buffet him, test him, try him, sift him. First he took, lost all of his family. His sheep, his children. Only one left was him and his wife. And she just said, curse God and die. He wouldn't do it. His friends came. They weren't any help. The pressure was on. God was quiet. Satan was quiet. Satan was using his family, his friends, to put pressure on him, to curse God and die. God had allowed Satan to take his property, his money, hedge of protection. Even he could touch his physical body with sickness. But he couldn't kill him. Test time. I was in one of those. And I didn't even know it. To learn. Study. Watch the movies. Know you'll be tested, tried, and sifted, and you won't know it. And God will allow it. Because you've got to grow up and mature, become a powerful spiritual leader, a king, a ruler, one who can fight Satan and his demons. And your prayers are heard and answered. You work as a partner with God. But first you must be tested, tried, sifted, as I was. With the garden hose. All right. That's my story. Just one of them. From being a licensed clinical mental health counselor. To a global spiritual teacher. Mother. Shepherd. Pastor. There's more to come. So until the next video. I'll see you then. But let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. Anybody here. Who's listening right now in the garden. Or on this video that want to become your child and be born again, reincarnated to a new spiritual creature. Make it happen. Put in the Holy Spirit and begin their training, their education, feeding them the milk of the word, the warm, sweet milk. Cuddle them in your arms. Let them know they are no longer alone. Open the prison doors to their heart and their mind and begin growing them up in you. 
and your word. Let them eat and drink from the tree of life to have wonderful knowledge, wisdom about you and them. Father, be about your work of fulfilling Isaiah 61 and 62. Give them a Hebrews 4.12 so they can be spiritually spoken to, taught, teached, separate from the soul and its lust. Father, be about your work in their lives. And when the test time comes, help them through it as you helped me. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next story. should be number 24, maybe. All right, they're all exciting. Then we'll get into some deep stuff about how I worked with people. Yeah, right now I'm just getting ready. That's right. I'm in school, being educated and tested. And this was just one of them. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.